This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry, bringing to you the Short Talk Bulletin, published by the Masonic Service Association of North America every month since 1923. This, the Short Talk Bulletin podcast, is produced in cooperation with the MSA and is made possible with the generous support of a grant from the Grand Lodge AFNAM of Minnesota. This is Brother David Kahns of United Lodge No. 8, Brunswick, Maine, presenting to you the Short Talk Bulletin, Volume 47, No. 9, September 1969. Progress. Historical note. This short talk was published two months after man's first steps on the moon. In the District of Columbia, every constituent lodge is visited and inspected by the Grand Master during the autumn period. The master of the lodge renders a written report on the lodge's activities during the year. Instead of the usual recital of statistics and events, one worshipful master, Brother Aubrey A. Gunnels, the 1968 master of Lebanon Lodge No. 7, presented the following challenging remarks to his brethren and the officers of the Grand Lodge. He has graciously consented to the recording of his report as a short talk bulletin. It is unnecessary for me to recapitulate or recount the many activities of Lebanon Lodge during the past year. These are amply recorded in the bulletins and in the minutes of the communications of the Lodge. There is, however, something more basic and more profound that I would like to address to you and to the brethren. Twenty-one years ago, I served Lebanon Lodge as Worshipful Master. Since that time, many changes have occurred and a remarkable amount of progress has been achieved in nearly all fields of human endeavor. Some of this progress we blithely accept without even pausing to wonder about it, although, of course, it is entirely reasonable to expect progress with the passage of time. Some achievements of man, however, almost stun the imagination. For example, transplants of the human heart, vehicles that orbit the earth, and which are probably capable of landing man on the moon in our time. Computers that are infinitely faster and more accurate than the human mind. Color television, just to name a few. And more will come. We have reached a stage of development where almost nothing surprises us. It might be reasonable, therefore, to conclude that man now knows more about his environment than ever before because he has succeeded in unlocking some of the secrets of nature and the universe that would have been thought impossible only a few years ago. And because of these achievements, some men say that God is dead, that man is supreme and answerable only to himself, that he achieves through his own endeavors and the profoundness of his own intellect but we as Master Masons are secure in the certain knowledge that there is a Supreme Being, that He lives, and that these achievements are but the smallest evidence of His love for mankind. Man cannot create a tree or a day or stay the inexplicable hand of time, nor pierce the shroud of death. It seems to me that man should be humbly thankful rather than boastful of his meager accomplishments. There is another side of this success story, however, which should be of deep and grave concern to us as Freemasons, especially to those of us who profess to be Christians. 
Almost 2,000 years have passed since the Son of God walked among men, led them, taught them, loved them, and was crucified by them in atonement of their sins. Since that time, man has indeed made remarkable material progress in the world which was created for him, but he has not yet learned to live in peace with his fellow man. He has unlocked many of the secrets of nature and the sciences, but the welfare of his neighbor is of little concern to him. Wars and riots continue, senseless destruction and disregard for individual rights and moral and spiritual degeneration seem to be an accepted part of our world. Such a situation, it seems to me, compels us to realize that Freemasonry has never faced a greater challenge or a greater opportunity than it does at this time. Our great fraternity has been a force for good through the ages and in many countries. I am sure all of us would like to see it continue. But wishing won't make it so. What is Freemasonry doing about the problems that are plaguing our civilization today? What are we, as grown responsible men, as Freemasons, doing about it? Certainly, it is easy to say that there is nothing a single individual can do, but that is merely an excuse. What will be the value of that excuse when our children and our brethren who will follow us come to consider the world we have left them? Will it be better for our having passed this way? Attendance and membership in our lodges have declined sharply during recent years. Petitions for membership have dwindled almost to nothing, not only in the lodges of this jurisdiction, but in many areas throughout the United States. Many attempts to justify this or to explain it away have been made by saying, it's just temporary. We are just going through a stage or a lull. Everything will get better. But the condition remains serious. In Lebanon Lodge, for example, we did not have a single petition for the degrees last year. By contrast, in 1947, the year I was master for the first time, we conferred the master's degree on 65 brethren. The membership of Lebanon at that time was 1,400. Now, it is little over 800. Frequently, we had to bring in extra chairs to accommodate the brethren, the attendance often exceeding 200 at a single communication. The average attendance is now well below 50. But these are only symptoms of the disease. What can we expect 20, 50, or 100 years from now? Will Freemasonry still exist? Masonry cannot and should not attempt to compete with professional entertainment for attendance. It cannot, and again, should not, attempt to attract attendance and membership by prizes, free dinners, or any other gimmick. To do so would only cheapen the fraternity. But lodges can and should, in my opinion, offer the one thing that no other organization can offer, and that is Freemasonry a refreshing and satisfying reminder and exemplification of the precepts and examples of a fraternity that has been and God willing will continue to be an organization of free and responsible men of highest moral integrity who have the courage and determination to provide by example those qualities that are so sorely needed in our world today. That is what we in Lebanon have attempted to do during this last year. We cannot point to a statistical record to prove that we have succeeded. But if we had caused one person, whether mason or profane, 
to stop and consider these truths, to recommit and rededicate himself and his talents to a better world, then we will have been at least one small light in a world of darkness, and we are glad. Most worshipful Grand Master, it has been a pleasure and an honor once again to serve as Master of a Masonic Lodge. The challenges are different now, but they are just as real and just as important as they have ever been. I wish for those who follow me the greatest measure of success in their true Masonic labors. I pledge to them my full support. This has been the Short Talk Bulletin Podcast, produced in cooperation with the Masonic Service Association of North America and is made possible through a generous grant from the Grand Lodge AF&AM of Minnesota, who have been engaging and inspiring good men who believe in a supreme being to live according to the Masonic tenets of brotherly love, relief, and truth since 1853.